are listening to TKO on CFRE Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, Radio Show Girl Janon? Right here, as you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and we talk about notable athletes and fighters, how they got started in the game, and where they are now. So today, just like every single other episode that we've had so far, is a very special episode. Well, I, I should say it's the most special episode of, uh, you know, of the history of TKO. Because today, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, we celebrate the 20th TKO episode. And... I mean, personally, don't get me started. I'm just going to get emotional, but we've just come a long way and it's been great so far. And hopefully we just keep on going until episode number 1000 or a million. Holla. Yes. So I definitely have to share that with you. And so today I'm just extremely happy because we have pretty, pretty good fights over the weekend we had UFC 212 happening over the weekend, which was phenomenal. And this weekend, you know, we have another card coming up, another UFC card, another UFC fight night coming up, which is headlined by a heavyweight bout. Yes, you guys know how much I love heavyweight bouts. It's a heavyweight bout between Derek Lewis and the legendary Mark Hunt. So today we're going to be previewing that fight for you so that you know what to expect, you know, um, you know, going to the fight. If you plan to watch the fights on Saturday night, it's going to be pretty, pretty cool. So make sure you tune in for the preview today. Also, just like I said, it was UFC 212 this past weekend and so many great things happened and so many unexpected things happened. So we're definitely going to be breaking down the fights that happened on that card. I mean, a few of those, the ones that we previewed on our previous episode, we're going to be breaking down those fights for you. And what else do we have? So as you guys already know, International Fight Week is coming up in July. And man, it's I mean, we're all going to get pretty busy by that time because we're not just going to have one you know fight card on the weekend it's gonna be we're gonna have multiple fight cards throughout a certain week in july and it's gonna be so amazing and the cards are gonna be stacked we're gonna have big draws on every single card and it's gonna be phenomenal so make sure you guys tune in to tko because we're definitely gonna be breaking down and previewing those fights for you before you get to watch it and after you watch it in case you wanted to figure out you know what really went through those fights so make sure you tune into those as well and also man before we get started today i just want to make one announcement and this past weekend on saturday it was june 3rd and last year in the year of 2016 on june 3rd we lost a legend and we didn't just lose a boxing legend. We, we lost a, a, a perfect human being, a human activist, someone who cared about this world so much. And yes, I'm talking about Muhammad Ali, the late Muhammad Ali. I mean, man, who doesn't know Muhammad Ali? Because he wasn't just a, just a phenomenal athlete. He, he just wasn't a fantastic boxer, but he was just a great human being. And 
if you're not a boxing fan or if you're not a sports fan, you definitely you you have to probably know Muhammad Ali from his humanitarian work and how much he just wanted to make the world a better place. And today, I just want to, you know, say how much he will be missed today. I mean, let's just talk about his phenomenal fights. Just think about it. He fought Joe Frazier. Talking about, we're talking about the fight of the century with Joe Frazier, Muhammad Ali versus Joe Frazier. We're talking about the super fight number two with Joe Frazier. We're talking about Thrilla and Manila, man. We're talking about that. I mean, who doesn't forget that? We're talking about Rumble in the Jungle versus George, George Foreman. And man, I mean, what a legend. And like when I think about this, my heart truly goes out to Muhammad Ali's family. And I really wish that he was still with us in you know a good condition and good health and i mean unfortunately he's just gone but let's just keep his memory alive and not forget how great of a human being and how great and talented of a boxer he was and man he was definitely the greatest of all time no doubt about that and just like he would he would say float like a butterfly sting like a bee muhammad ali man rest in peace so that's all I have for you in terms of that. So I guess right now we can just move on to breaking down the fights on UFC 212. Okay, so let's get started with the fight that happened between Vitor Belford, the legendary Vitor Belford. And okay, I actually learned how to pronounce Nate's last name. So Vitor Belford fought Nate Marquard. Yes. That's how you pronounce Nate's last name. My apologies. I know I totally butchered Nate's last name. I said Mark Mark Kurt or something uh, during your last episode, but I, I'm really sorry about that. So Nate fought Vitor Belford. The fight starts. You know, both guys are pretty aware of how dangerous their opponent is going to be because it's definitely apparent that they haven't underestimated who they're gonna, uh, who they're fighting in this fight. Now, Vitor Belfort, just looking at his body, man, he's not hes not the Vitor Belfort that you would see back in the day 20 years ago when he was 19 and he was just winning world championships. And, you know, it's, it's just not the same physique. But skill-wise, man, when Vitor started charging towards Nate Marquard, it was so deadly. It was so deadly to be in um, Nate's shoes, and it was just so weird to watch because coming into the fight, it was kind of predict. To, it was kind of hard to predict who was going to win that fight because both of these guys they haven't had, you know, a, a, a lot of great highlights when you like look at their recent fights, you know. But coming into the fight, Vitor Belfort did really really great in the first few rounds but at the same time he would get counterpunched many many times and get kind of shocked and rocked a little bit and Nate Marquardt he was in great shape I mean I don't think anybody was expecting that from Nate and he you know he really well defended himself against um, Peter Belfort he had a game plan of his own he you know he he did perfect striking against Vitor he didn't really do anything that uh, so that Vitor would take advantage of uh, what he was doing you know what I'm saying so overall the fight I would I would give it a I would give it a four out of ten 
it wasn't the best fight that these two could have fought, but overall, I mean, what can you really do? So the fight came to a decision, and Vitor Belfort won through unanimous decision. So just like I said, I mean, I don't usually say this about fights. It was, it, it, like, the fight did have a lot of, uh, you know, good moments when Vitor Belfort was charging forward and when Nate was um, perfectly defending himself and trying to counterpunch with um, Vitor Belfort. But that was pretty much it. I mean, there weren't any creative elements to the fight other than that. So... Yeah, man. I mean, best of luck to both of these guys, and hopefully we get to see Mr. Belford in the in the near future because he did say that he has at least five more fights coming up. You know, for us, even though we all thought that he like he was um, close to retirement after this fight being done, but no, apparently he has five more fights in the UFC. So we're definitely looking forward to that. All right, moving on to the co-main event of the evening. It was a fight, a strawweight fight between Claudia Gedalia and Carolina, uh, Carolina Kowalkiewicz. Man, coming into the fight, Carolina looked calm and cool and collective. And uh, Claudia Gedalia looked extremely prepared physically. She had her six-pack on and <laughs> she looked extremely prepared. And uh, when the fight started, you know, Carolina, she looked like she was really um, careful about what she was going to do in the fight. So she wouldn't just unnecessarily throw strikes towards uh, Claudia. But Claudia, she was so explosive and powerful. She took every single opportunity and she charged. She kept charging forward at Carolina and Carolina did deliver a few shots, but I mean, <laughs> uh, the time was tight in a way because Claudia took down uh, Carolina Kowalkiewicz in the very first round after only exchanging a few shots with her. And after Carolina was taken down, I mean, she didn't really have a good takedown defense, so she just automatically went, went down and um, she couldn't properly scramble with Claudia. And we all know how beast of a... The fighter Claudia is when she gets to the ground. She's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and a fantastic wrestler. So, I mean, Carolina, poor Carolina. She couldn't really do anything when she was on the ground. And Claudia was just so fast and smart when she was in that position. She did not waste a single opportunity. She took every chance she had. She was, um, you know, throwing strikes. And ultimately, in the end, she... Um, you know, uh, put her hooks in and went for a rear naked choke. And right away, Carolina tapped. So good for Claudia Gedalia. She won through submission in the very first round. And I mean, it was kind of sad to see um, Carolina. I mean, she couldn't really, she didn't really have any chances to show her skills and to, you know, um, do a lot of striking with Claudia, which in which she could have done, uh, you know, really well in, but she just didn't get the chance to do so because Claudia was just so ready and confident and just ready to go so yeah man <laughs> there you have that i mean hopefully claudia gets a title shot against the current champ Joanna young j jack i mean who knows what who <laughs> who knows who Joanna is gonna fight next because so far she's been able to completely dominate over whoever she's faced in the strawweight division but right now i mean just like it was just like we said before claudia has faced uh you wanted to champ before and she was defeated but 
I mean, this time around, I feel like Claudia has improved so much. So we can definitely give her a title shot. She definitely deserves one. So there you have that. And now moving on to the main event of the evening, we have Jose Aldo, the current featherweight champion fighting the interim featherweight champion who is Max Holloway straight out of Hawaii, man. So just, I mean, I'm just going to describe how the arena felt when this fight was, um, you know, just about to be uh, performed. So coming into the fight, obviously everybody's rooting for Jose Aldo because we're in Brazil. Jose Aldo's from Brazil. I mean, Jose Aldo is their national champion in a way. So, I mean, of course, why wouldn't you cheer for Jose Aldo if you're in Brazil in the audience? And when Max Holloway came in, obviously the crowd, I mean, they're not too shy about showing how they feel. So they started booing Max Holloway. But <laughs> I'm telling you this, man, Max Holloway is just so confident and he's just so good um, in the mental game so that he wouldn't really let all that crowd hype get in his head and, you know, prevent him from uh, properly defending himself or just like, fighting Jose Aldo in that moment so he I mean he wouldn't really listen to it and you could definitely tell from his face and like how he was fighting he was just so extremely relaxed and loose on his feet he wouldn't really let all that crowd hype get into his head so this fight starts both guys are extremely cautious these guys know who they're facing they it, it's pretty obvious that they've studied uh, their opponents' uh, skills and how they how they fight mostly they've pretty much studied everything about their their opponents so they're pretty cautious about what to do and what not to do and so in the very first round Jose Aldo seems to be the dominator because he sees that Max Holloway isn't rushing to you know make any um, you know uh, exchange any combos or just throw a lot of punches so. Uh, Jose Aldo starts charging forward, and he, I'm not going to lie, he definitely did uh, connect a few shots towards uh, Max Holloway's head, and he did throw a few body shots, and I mean, Max definitely absorbed those, but he wasn't a little bit shocked or wobbled, so it was all good on uh, <laughs> on Max's uh, uh, on Max's side, so moving on. You know, Max Holloway doesn't really do anything because, I mean, at that point, you're not really sure what's going through Max's mind because, just like I said, he looks extremely loose and relaxed, but he's not really doing anything. I mean, Max Holloway is really famously known for uh, the great volume of punches that he throws in, in every fight, and that's what leads him to being the dominator in this fight, and if not win by um, uh, by finishing the fight, he usually wins by decision because of those um, high volumes of shots and strikes. But I mean, in the very first round, you don't really see Max throwing that many shots. And if he does try to throw shots towards uh, Jose Aldo, Jose Aldo just, you know, he has good footwork. He just kind of, you know, backs away. So the first round finishes. I would definitely give this round to Jose Aldo. Second round starts. Feels like Max Holloway is kind of warmed up now. And I mean... I, you could possibly guess that Max Holloway was studying um, Jose Aldo's moves and his game plan in the very first round so that he could figure out what his game plan is, what his 
methods are so that he can, you know, go around those and just kind of surprise Jose Aldo during the times that he's not really expecting them. And that is exactly what Max Holloway did. He he kind of, you know, he adjusted his rhythm so that whenever uh, Jose Aldo would do something, he would do he would throw counter punches at the right time. And you know, like how sometimes you're throwing punches, but they're not necessarily uh, being absorbed by your opponent because, I mean, you're just throwing them at your own uh, pace and you're not, you don't really know what your opponent's going to do. But this time, Max Holloway, it felt like Max Holloway knew exactly when and how and what Jose Aldo is going to throw. Just what Jose, what Jose Aldo is going to do. He knew them. It just felt like he knew them. Because every single time that Max Holloway made a move, it was perfect. It was on point. It was smart. It was accurate. And it was just perfect. And Jose Aldo did absorb a few shots. And Jose Aldo himself threw a few counter punches towards Max. So this round, I would say it was 50-50. I wouldn't necessarily give it to a certain person. But it was... It was kind of half and half, but it seemed like Max Holloway had kind of, you know, uh, been awakened from uh, whatever was going through his mind in the very first round. So he was doing better this round. The third round starts now, man. Okay, so <laughs> you feel like Jose Aldo is almost kind of exhausted, but Max Holloway, because uh, between the second and third round, you hear his corner saying, Max, you need to increase the volume of shots that you're throwing. And it feels like Max Holloway actually listened to his corner because that is exactly what he's doing now. He's throwing, he's increasing the volume. He's just going after Jose Aldo. And just like I said, Jose, for whatever reason, he's just, he just looks exhausted. And out of nowhere, ladies and gentlemen, Max Holloway throws a right hand and Jose Aldo absorbs it. And let me tell you this, it's almost similar to the shot that Conor McGregor threw back in the day when he was fighting Jose Aldo. In the exact same manner, Jose Aldo dropped down to the canvas. He was knocked down. And Max Holloway took his chance and he fell on top of him. He was grounding and pounding, just grounding and pounding, grounding and pounding. And um, Jose Aldo was trying so hard to just scramble away and not let Max just, you know, get on um, uh, get on top and uh, be in dominant position or just trying to stand up. But Max Holloway was just throwing so many strikes that it was almost impossible to just get back to your feet. It was you were just stuck there. You couldn't really do anything about it unless you tried to scramble away and, uh, you know, either go for an armbar or try to get on top, get on mount. But it was impossible because... I almost felt like Jose Aldo was really wobbled by that shot. So he couldn't really concentrate on what he was doing. So because of that, he he was scrambling on the ground, but he wasn't doing it properly. And so Max, just like I said, he was um, grounding and pounding. And uh, he went for a rear naked choke, but it was it, it didn't work. And then finally, he got on um, Jose Aldo's back. And Jose Aldo was, um, you know, in, definitely in defense mode. He was, um, he had his hands, um, you know, kind of guarding his temples. He wasn't really doing anything. He wasn't throwing any shots to defend himself. He was just in that position. But he kept giving the referee a thumbs up that he was okay. 
And after about, I would say like 30 seconds of that, because it, it just felt like forever, because it felt like the referee didn't want to stop the fight because he wasn't really sure what's going on. But after, after <laughs> about 30 seconds of that, the referee finally stopped the fight. And now we have a new featherweight champion, ladies and gentlemen, Max Holloway straight out of Hawaii is the new featherweight champion and man congrats to him and so much respect to jose aldo he jose aldo definitely has a heart of a champion to be lasting that long against that much volume of strikes man <laughs> you need to have a heart of a champion and kudos to both of these guys it was a great fight i really enjoyed it but i mean what can you really do can really say that Jose Aldo's reign is almost over and that we need a new champion in the in the division but I mean what can you really say one day another guy is going to come and just take the title away from him he can't be the champion forever and so yeah I I wish the best for Jose Aldo and Max Holloway and hopefully we get to see some exciting fights some exciting title shots with Max Holloway being the champ. All right, man. So right now, we're going to take a quick break. And after we get back, we are going to be quickly previewing the fights that are going to happen on the UFC Auckland card in New Zealand. Do not go anywhere. everybody what is happening it's your girl janon from tko if you're just joining us well tko is all about mixed martial arts and mma that's all we talk about all day every day and if you're just tuning in and you're not a fan well don't worry by the end of the show we'll make a fan out of you okay man so before the break we promised that we're gonna preview the fights that are going to happen on the ufc fight night card in auckland new zealand yes and um, here we are so we're gonna get started with the third last fight of the main card so we have Dan Hooker, a.k.a. The Hangman, fighting Ross Pearson, the real deal. So you guys might already know Ross Pearson is a winner of The Ultimate Fighter, the show The Ultimate Fighter. He's had phenomenal wins on his career. He is a great Muay Thai um, practitioner, fighter. And um, so far, he's had 21 wins on his professional career. And his opponent is Dan Hooker, just like I said. He's fighting out of New Zealand, actually. And uh, Dan has had 14 wins on his career. Actually, Dan has been able to mostly submit his opponents and, um, you know, get the finish uh, for himself through that. But, you know, it's going to be pretty interesting because we have a striker versus a, um, um, a grappler, you could say fighting in this case so it's gonna be pretty interesting it's the ultimate battle of uh, wrestling and striking so let's see who's gonna win 
Uh, I would say, man, if Ross Pearson is in good condition, then he definitely has a lot of chance to dominate over Dan Hooker. But Dan Hooker, if if things do go to the ground, then things are going to get pretty hard for uh, Ross Pearson because Dan is um, is a phenomenal grappler. And, um, you know, Ross Pearson definitely needs to watch out for that. All right, man. So moving on to the Comey event of the evening, we have... Daniel Kelly fighting Derek Brunson. You might remember Derek Brunson from uh, uh, that Anderson Silva fight. So Derek Brunson fought Anderson Silva, the legend Anderson Silva. And uh, when he was fighting Anderson Silva, he he had a great performance, actually. But the thing was, uh, the, the fight went to decision, and it was a pretty controversial decision because the fight actually went to Anderson Silva, even though many people thought that Anderson Silva should not have won that fight. But, oh, well, here we are. Derek Brunson has another fight to dominate over. He is fighting Daniel Kelly, just like I said. Derek Brunson has phenomenal knockout power. So that 56% of the time he's been able to knock out his opponents and finish his opponents. And Daniel Kelly, he is so resilient, you could say. He, I mean, he doesn't really go uh, go into the fight thinking about finishing his opponents. He just goes in there tr- thinking about having a good fight. And that means just, you know, taking the fight to decision and just putting on a good performance, but that he doesn't necessarily tend to finish his fights. I guess it's okay. But you know, I mean, that's, that's definitely helped him a lot with his um, professional career because he's had 13 wins and only one loss on his professional career. So, I mean, you're cautious in a way you're not necessarily putting on a performance of a lifetime for the fans but it's good for you I guess personally oh well it's okay we forgive you Daniel Kelly but this fight is going to be phenomenal because Derek Brunson has deadly knockout power and phenomenal striking and it's just going to be pretty interesting it's I guess it's an ultimate challenge for uh, Daniel Kelly because how how much can you take, you know, how much uh, punch and punishment can you take from Derek Brunson? Because just like we said, Daniel Kelly is extremely resilient and he has great stamina as well. And so let's see what's going to happen, man. It's going to be pretty interesting. And now moving on to the main event of the evening, we have a heavyweight bout between Derek Lewis and Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt is a New Zealand native and Derek Brunson, uh, excuse me, Derek Lewis has fantastic knockout power. He's uh, <laughs> the fights that he's had in his professional career. They've all been fantastic. You know, both of these guys are knockout artists. Mark Hunt is one of those guys that he throws one punch and he knows that that punch is the punch. So he throws it and doesn't even follow it up with um, any other combos. He knows that the that punch is going to drop his opponents, and they usually do. So Mark Hunt is definitely a guy to be scared of, especially if you're Derek Brunson. Uh, oh, man. Derek Lewis, if you're Derek Lewis. But Derek Lewis uh, as well has so much knockout power, and I feel like Mark Hunt also needs to watch out for that. So... It's a 50-50 thing, so it's going to be pretty interesting in terms of that because you have two knockout artists going against each other. 
Let me tell you something. This fight is not going to go to decision. Someone is going to be finished in this fight. And it's just a matter of who it's going to be. And you, you'll never really know. That's why I would say definitely, definitely try to catch this fight. Watch this fight Saturday night. UFC Auckland and New Zealand. Mark Hunt fighting Derek Lewis. So make sure you catch that. And man, I'm just looking at the clock right now. It appears that it's time to say goodbye. <laughs> so unfortunately, that's all the time we're going to have for this week. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with our show. And until next time, my friends, it's your girl Janon right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.